All right, well, welcome back to Soul Back. This is the R&B Podcast. Kyle here back with Ed. Ed, mm-hmm. Tom is not here today. We did not fire him. Uh, he's just busy. Uh, he did a state of R&B conversation yesterday, which we both tuned in for. That was fun. But the people want to know, where have we been? Player, where have we been? First of all, the world has been crazy. Everybody's gotten their vaccine. Everybody's mm-hmm. got their two shots. So they're running the streets. People are out. I went out yesterday. People are out eating and going to the movies like it's 2019. They're partying like it's 2019. As for me, I'm still staying in the crib. I don't trust you people. <laughs> and wasn't there a thing like two weeks ago where people were hoarding gas? Oh, my gosh. Don't get me started. OK, so the real reason why we've taken some time off, I had to go out of town to deal with some family issues. And I went back to the great state of VA. Shout out to the motherland. And while I was there, there was a gas shortage. There was a pipe that burst or went down or something. It was not a big deal, but because it's 2021, everything has to be a big deal. People were hoarding gas. I stopped in North Carolina, just driving back to Birmingham. And this dude was filling up like seven tanks of gas. I was like, what is going on? I just thought he had a lot of a lot of lawns to mow or something. But oh no, people were stockpiling gas. I hope all your houses burn down. Wow. Uh, but yeah, we've been gone for a while. I know a lot of people have messaged us and asked, when are you gonna do the next Soulback podcast? When are we gonna be back? Well, uh, the answer is now. Uh Tom <laughs> yes. Tom will be back. Uh father duties, you know how it is. Um and I think it's great. Uh, just a quick note on the vaccine. I haven't gotten mine yet, not because I don't want to, but uh, Canada slipped in a little bit. Uh, they were having some troubles with uh, keeping up with the supply because America was hogging all the vaccine. But it looks like... Hogging uh, vaccine and hogging gas. Yeah, but it looks like you guys are finally giving us some. So uh, we're going to be on our way. I get my first vaccine next week, actually. So if, uh, if we're not doing a podcast next week, it's probably because I am like, severely tired or ill from the vaccine well, but i didn't have any side effects at all from either so it did so like i said we've been gone for a while uh but the soul back podcast is back but honestly ed i think one of the other reasons why uh we've been gone for so long is just because there's not a lot to talk about in r&b these days i think this pandemic has really thrown a curveball at all of us there aren't a lot of shows a lot of artists are kind of holding back on putting out content, putting out material because it's tough to do it, especially in R&B, without actually being on the road. Exactly. I know a lot of us and even I was guilty of this early in the pandemic. We were like, these artists are sitting in the house doing nothing. They should just unload the floodgates and give us all this music. But play mm-hmm. let's be real. <laughs> this is a business. And especially in the world of R&B, this ain't 1994 where R&B is at the top of the charts. Artists make their money by touring. If they can't tour, why would they put out a album that likely will sit on the shelf and they won't be able to tour anytime soon? So I think we will see a lot more music coming in the next few months as the world begins to open up. But yeah, right now we're in a pretty severe R&B drought. Yeah, but a couple of artists have dropped new music. I just want to quickly highlight you know, our picks for this week. For mine, it would have to be the Anthony Hamilton record, Make a Fool Out of Me, produced by Jermaine Dupri. It really reminds me of like that early Anthony Hamilton. It's super raw, super soulful. And uh, it's crazy when I listen to that song I listen and I listen to some of the songs in 2021 now, like, I don't know if it's just me, but I can 
immediately hear the auto-tune effect. Not even the auto-tune. Maybe it's like the Melodyne. Like, you can just hear that it's it's like a little you guess it's robotic. Like player. Yeah. Nails on a chalkboard. And look, I have no beef, and I've talked about this a million times. Yeah. I have no beef with that, but it's just so overused now that it's almost like, oh. So that does get a little bit on my nerves. But it's not even like a heavy usage. It's not like the T-Pains of the world, but it's just like even a little bit of it, it could be very subtle and I can like immediately hear it. And I think it's just because we grew up in that era when you didn't use it at all. So like I'll listen to a record yeah. by like Seven Street or, or like Hey Michelle and they're both great singers, but they put a little bit on it and I can hear it right away. It's It's weird. And again, because I know the youngins are going to come from my throat, I have no problem with it in moderation. But because it's so overused that, like, I my ear automatically grabs it, like Kyle just said. Yeah. So in, in the case of this, I, it didn't bother me that much, but I am much more aware of it than I used to be. There used to be times where I would listen to old songs from the 90s that would use it sparingly. And it yeah. would take me a while to catch on to it. Now, psh, I catch it immediately. <laughs> yeah uh but this anthony hamilton record doesn't have that it's not digitalized it's just pure singing and uh, that's it. that's what jermaine dupree wanted to do with this song and with the whole project that they're working on together they wanted to make sure that there was still space for that type of singing and uh i think they delivered on this one ed yes check out soul um soul and stereo i have ranked my man anthony's discography maybe a month or two ago very underrated discography and yes. i can't wait to see what these two do together because that coming from where i'm from is this close to a five-star project so we know they can make magic together mm. what about you what's your pick for this weekend i feel like we had discussed this but maybe it's just been so long since we've met up we i don't think we've talked about tedra my girl tedra moses's nope. new joint make me i love this song this is probably my favorite song of the past few weeks like i said it's been slim pickings but this one really resonated with me it's my girl she's doing what she does a new spin it's not like something from 2005 it sounds current and fresh but again the thing that i miss so much about r&b hip-hop pop everything is there is just this lethargic energy that runs through music today and i it, oh, it drives me nuts and this one has energy. It's not an upbeat song, yeah. but it has energy and props to her for bringing that to the table. I'm looking forward to her new project. Yeah, I'm with you because Tedra, she's not one that drops music very often. I think when she does mm -hmm. do it, you can tell that she puts her heart and her soul into it, not just from the musical aspect of it, but just she dropped the music video as well. Like there's a lot that goes into this. And I think that's something artists need to realize. You don't just drop music and expect it to pop. You got to actually put in the work as well. Claire, do people drop albums today and don't say anything? It's just like <laughs> someone will say, are you going to review so-and-so's album? I didn't know the album came out. That's so true. it's so weird how just somebody a pleasure pee. Just like it's a whole album just out here and yep. no one knew it existed. Yep. So uh, I'm just trying to think what's coming out soon. What albums are coming out? Uh, I know Justine Skye's album with Timbaland is coming in the next few months. After Seven, I think should have dropped like last week, but that got pushed back. And I think I'm missing one more. There's an album that's supposed to drop in August. I don't remember who it is, but not a lot of releases right now, Ed. Nothing is high on the list. I still think there are probably a lot of albums out there in the in the vaults that are mm -hmm. waiting and once these artists gets clearance then we'll start seeing them just flood 
But yeah. from now on, it's just y'all asking me about confessions too every other day. I don't know when it's coming out. He don't know when it's coming out. Who knows? Actually, Ed, I was going to hit you up and ask for some money for Usher's uh, Vegas residency. Apparently, the tickets are expensive. Oh, you don't say. Usher's <laughs> trying to leech y'all for money. I'm so shocked. But coincidentally, I'm going to be in, in not August. I'm going to be in Vegas, but like in September. So mm-hmm. if I made it and he's still doing some shows and he's not asking for Scrooge McDuck's money, man, maybe I'll check it out. He's one of those artists I always wanted to see live. I haven't seen him live yet. There you go. Hopefully you get to see him and bring me along when, you, when you're there. But um, Ed, let's talk about some uh, actual news in R&B. We haven't had actual yes. news in a while. The Encore. BET presents The Encore. Oh, boy, boy. Now, I'll tell you what it was for me, for me, right? I was scrolling through my Instagram one day and I follow Shamari. Shamari has been a great friend of ours on the site mm-hmm. for years from black one of the most talented and she announced like a couple days prior to the official announcement that she was working on a project and i was like awesome like we finally get something from shamari as a solo artist she had done something with dark child back in the mid 2000s but it never really came out so i was a like, mm. great week we get to hear some new music and then a few days later the official press release comes out and i don't even have the full list of artists with me right now but i'm gonna just name it off the top of my head because uh there are a lot of artists in so there's oh boy get ready y'all so the concept behind this is girl groups from the 90s and the 2000s members of each coming together to form a super group um and as well as nivia nivia isn't from a group but she's a part of this as well which is kind of weird but i love nivia so I think it's, yeah so but i'm okay with that but so it's Nivea, Shamari from Black, Aubrey from Danity Kane, Kylie from 3LW, the two girls from Cherish, um, mm-hmm. Pam from Total, um, Lamisha and Irish from 702. Mm-hmm. Am I missing anyone? I feel like I, I am. Think- I think that's it. I was not counting on my hands, but I think that's everybody at least that came to mind. You said Pam from Total, right? I did say Pam from Total. Okay. Well, if that's not everybody, that's almost everybody. So, yes, this that's is a, a lot giant of people. group of people. Before you get started, can I go off? This is, this is Ed's right. Look, you haven't had me for a month, so you're going to get a good, <laughs> nasty rant from me. All right. This is why I got annoyed. When this news came out, so this news dropped. I didn't hear about it until someone dropped it in the cipher on Facebook. So on the Serial Cypher on Facebook, got to get my plug in. Go join us there. But as I started checking Twitter and looking at the reactions, the reactions were all, oh, look at these bums. Nobody mm. wants these women. They're so washed. Nobody cares. Why are we doing this? These are the same people. The same people that when they let one of them pass away, unfortunately, you up there sharing everything. The cheetah girls were so big in my life. They shaped my life. They were the biggest thing in my life. And I can't believe we've lost Kylie. She touched me in so many ways. Mm. But then we get up here and it's all promises, promises jokes. Like, look, y'all, like, first of all, you know, I'm all for a good joke, but we cannot, cannot, cannot make everybody a washed bum oh pam can't sing Mm. pam knows her limits that ain't the first time pam heard that but if we're going to celebrate these artists 
celebrate the artists. Don't yep. wait till they're gone. Do not DMX them because I remember all the DMX crackhead jokes too. So mm-hmm. don't do that. And then where they're gone, now they're your favorite artists. This is an opportunity for these artists who haven't been doing anything to get together and try something new. I'll have my thoughts on what they're doing in a second, but you can't live on both sides, either celebrate or be out. Yeah, just keep it consistent. If you're going to trash them now, you might as well trash them when they're gone as well, which I think you would get flamed on social media, but I would like some consistency from these people. Listen, if you know me, I'm all about consistency. So love it or hate it. Y'all know who I like (laughs) and who I don't like. You can leave it in the chats. So when I saw this post, I shared it with you and Tom, obviously. And as I was reading this press release, a couple of things came to mind. First, obviously, being, wow, that's a lot of people in a group. But then I started to think (laughs) of each artist and how they fit into this whole thing. And before I get into that, because I think it's very important for, you know, everyone to understand. And this is something Tom and I had to understand when you broke it down. Yes, this is about music. This is about unity. But the other side of it is it is a reality TV show. Drinks may be thrown, tables may be flipped. Ed, can you just <laughs> was R and B divas like that? Because I didn't watch that, but I hear it was very similar. Well, here's the thing, and we talked about this in our um in the soul soul back group chat. Sometimes I feel like we need to share snippets of no, the soul don't. back group chat <laughs> we do on <laughs> Twitter. But you talk about going viral. We shall go viral when we do that. Yeah. But yeah, we were talking. I think Tom was talking about like you know how is this going to work musically. Look, let's be real, players. This is a reality show. The music comes second. Like people want to see these diverse women put into this situation and how they will react. That's what makes reality show entertaining. Just having everybody kumbaya and saying it's the best thing ever, and we're making a great. Nobody wants to see that. Y'all want to see drama. If you say you don't, you will lie. But no. You want to see drama, and this is what this is. Will we get a product of music out of it? Sure, of course we will. But that's probably going to come second to the TV show drama. I love R&B Davis. I thought it was great. There are some artists who have said after the fact that it wasn't fair, that they were made into villains, because every show has to have a villain. Mm. So perhaps there was some creative editing. Some of the editing, no. Some of y'all just shaded. There's no way you could edit people to look as crazy as some people looked on R&B Divas. Mm-hmm. But in that sense, every season, there was always a show they were doing or a concert or an album. So at the end of the show season, they were always working towards some musical project. But the show was usually just the drama in making it. It wasn't about a making of an album. It was the making of the drama. And then here's the album at the end. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to quickly go through this list of artists who are participating in it. And I have my thoughts on who fits and who doesn't fit. And it doesn't, it's not really from a talent standpoint because I think they're all talented. Mm-hmm. But like Shamari, I think to me, she's like one of the best singers from that like 90s, 2000s, like that female R&B side. So I love Shamari. Even though Nivea is an awkward fit for the fact that she isn't a group member from any 90s or 2000s group, like I think Nivea is just a great artist. So I'm okay with Nivea being on there. Um, the two girls from Cherish, I think, are great. I don't know if you know this, Ed, but behind the scenes, they've written quite a bit 
Um, most I recent, do. most recently, they wrote that Justin Bieber song "Peaches." I think. Um, I didn't know they wrote the Peaches song. Yeah, and that that was a huge record. So, um, yes. whether you like Bieber or not, that was a huge song. So, I think Cherish, just from a creative standpoint, I think they're a great fit. Then it becomes kind of weird. I think Pam is Pam is a great fit. I think Pam is a great performer. Um, she can dance. She can do the whole thing. So I like Pam in it. Where it becomes kind of awkward is two members of 702 without Mila. Like, And I, I know both are great, but that to me was kind of weird. Well, honestly, first of all, there shall be no Irish slander because that's Bay. But... <laughs> When it comes to this conglomerate of people, yeah. honestly, my ears can't reconcile any of this. Like, I can hear 702 Girls. I can hear Cherish. Yeah. I can hear, um, you know, I can hear the actual groups. I know Pam because her voice is so distinct. But mm -hmm. meshing them together doesn't really work to me. But yeah. again, that's just because we are taking, and it's kind of unfair because we're trying to put Total and 702 and Danny DeCane and everybody smushed together in a blender yep. that can't work. Like this has to be something completely different than all of those separate groups. So yeah. I can't reconcile it, but that doesn't mean that it can't work. And I yeah. also think it's important to realize that as they come together, y'all, we're not going to be getting a song with all eight women on every song. Like if, I think this is going to be like the R&B Divas album where there will be maybe one song with everybody and then just a bunch of songs. There might be just a Pam solo song yeah. or there might be a 702 joint. I think that'll be more like that than everybody smushed together all the time. Yeah, I'm okay with that if that's how they roll because like for the two 702 girls, I don't know if they had the opportunity to sing as much as Mila did. So to have them bunched in with six other girls, they're going to get lost in the sauce anyway. So if they're able to record a song with just them two, I think that would be great for them because I think they can both sing. So it's it shouldn't be a surprise, but I just want to make sure that they get their attention and, and their spotlight and that they're not just lost. Like, you know, sometimes those 702 records are where Mila just dominates most of the record. Yeah, I mean, Mila was the lead singer. She's yeah. the most recognizable voice. Like, you'd hear, like, iris every once in a while but like yeah. can anybody pick her voice out of a lineup for real other than me because i'm weird but <laughs> uh, most people are not going to be able to pick that out so again this coming together is really hard for me to picture but yeah. i won't say that it won't work until i hear it yeah um the other two uh that i mentioned uh or i haven't mentioned is aubrey from danity kane and kylie from 3lw both of which like when i had mentioned this super group immediately they were like these two are going to cause drama and it makes me wonder <laughs> are they brought in just for the drama or are they going to bring in stuff musically because i think both are talented so i don't want to say that like they're not talented because they are like i think aubrey even though i think she's a weird fit for this because i think her brand might be bigger than what they're trying to do because aubrey is actual she's an actual celebrity um it makes me wonder if they're just brought in for the drama well, I will say something right now where the old man will jump out. Of all the artists here that we've mentioned, the one I know the least about is Aubrey. And I yeah. know that it's weird because she's like the most famous as yeah. far as social media. And yeah. like, I only know her because of social media foolishness. So I don't really know 
Because yeah. Danny Kane, I know Danny Kane. I know you're a big fan. Yeah. But like that was kind of like my transition point with RB. And I was kind of like, yeah, what y'all doing? So I don't know their stuff as well as you do, but I know her mainly for stuff that has nothing to do with music. So musically, I would like to see what she brings to the table. But to your point, it does seem like she's here to be kind of like, oh, the X factor, what's going to go on? And we've heard stuff about Kylie. Kylie's my girl. I don't care. So we will see how that plays into it. I don't know if those two were specifically brought in to be you know, the Thanos and the low key of this thing, <laughs> we will see. But for now, I'm willing to give everybody a chance. And I really want to see what your girl Aubrey has to do because everybody talks about it, but I can't name one thing she's done. Uh, cancel I think, me. I know you're going to me after that. Well, she dated like Donald Trump's son at one point. I think that was Oh, like, I know. So I think that's where it all stems from. I think making the band, she also caused some issues, but. You know, I think this is a completely different situation. And my biggest takeaway from this reality TV show slash super group, because that's what it's going to be, is number one, I hope everyone that takes part in that, every artist has an opportunity to showcase their talent because it's tough to have um, a platform to do so, especially in 2021, especially when you're from the 90s or 2000s. There's not a lot of outlets left for these artists to really showcase their talents so i want that to happen and the second part of it is i just want them to be represented in the correct way i you know i think that we talk all the time we talk and tom was talking about it last night the state of r&b i was at work so i was kind of like in and out of the chat but i know that there's this mindset that like r&b is like done and in the past i still think that there's juice i think that there is still a culture that wants to celebrate it i mean it just has this rich history and i think that there's a lot of people who want to just push this thing forward Mm -hmm. so i think that this is an opportunity to your point to uplift the genre and i don't know i think there's more fans willing to see r&b succeed than we think there's a younger generation who to them r&b is future and pray for the children but there's also that same generation that understands that a lot of the songs that they like are sampled from the songs from our generation. Same mm. way that we came up on songs from the 70s that Puff was sniping and putting right. all over his bad boy records. Same <laughs> thing. So yeah. I think that there is an audience for this. I just hope that these artists use this opportunity to kind of uplift not only their own brands, but the genre as well. This could be a cool opportunity, or it could just be some mess. And we've got enough mess going on. No more mess, please. Well. You may find the mess or you may not find the mess. Regardless, it will be on BET, I think, in June. So stay tuned for that. Yes. But let me ask you something, Play. Well, who do you think of the eight that we mentioned will be the breakout star of this group? Uh, Well, based on the trailer that I've watched, which is like 30 seconds long, I think Shamari is clearly, from what I've seen, she's clearly the leader of that. I think it's hard to say. Because then you also have to look at personality as well, right? Well, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, I think that that would be my pick, too. I yeah. think Pam might kind of be like the the den mother, the kind of the person that's kind of like the level. Well, I'm I'm just guessing. Pam yeah. could be the crazy one. Shout out to Pam. That's my girl. <laughs> no hate. But I'm just saying. I feel like Pam would be the most experienced. So when it'll tell everybody to chill. Yeah. You know, Aubrey, we're going to see. Kylie, we're going to see. 
Yeah. But I feel like that between her and the Cherished Girls, yeah, I think there could be an opportunity for them to shine. I think the Cherished Girls will undoubtedly be like the ones that make the music actually really good, mm-hmm. just because of their talent. Um, but there's a lot that plays into that, right? When you're working in a group environment, and you know this, said like there's personalities, there's egos. You got to be able to manage all of that. Like my time, all the times that I've spent. Uh, interviewing Nivea super cool but just super laid back I don't think she's really big into conflict she just wants to sing she just wants to create so when you have someone like that it's great for the music but then who's going to manage the ego clashing and the personalities there's a lot that goes into it and um my instinct is Shamari because she seems like someone that is talented but she also seems like someone who's willing to you know put people in their place so i'm going with shamari (laughs) (laughs) i i agree with you there i mean put it like this we've all been in school we've had those group projects this is a group project except money is on the line so there's gonna be somebody that's lazy there's gonna be somebody who comes in at the last minute trying to run the show there's gonna be somebody trying to actually do the work there's somebody who you're gonna ask to do something that ain't gonna do it that's all this is and again this show people want to see the drama, the conflict, the coming together, the friendships made. The music, that will be in the last episode and when they drop the link on Spotify. Yep. Now, Ed, how disappointed will you be when this album comes out and it's all trap music? <laughs> well, I just get ready. I just get ready because it's 2021. It's coming. <laughs> y'all are so... Look, look, like, what? I don't want to get off topic, but why are we not tired of it yet? We talk about, shout out to my boy DJ Soul Child. We talk about New Jack Swing. And when you look at the length of New Jack Swing, what was that? Maybe five years? Player Trap is going on a decade. And it hasn't evolved. Like, it's just the same. And it's just weird to me that while most genres hit a point, whether it's hip-hop soul, whether it's Neo soul, whether it's that EDM phase or crunk or snap or whatever, everything hits after like a three or four year mark yeah. and it just evolves into something else. We've been on this same roller coaster, no peaks or valleys, just going like this yep. for seeming like a decade. I'm bored. Well, welcome to the TikTok era, Ed. Well, there you go. I mean, the difference is that like this is a big big billion dollar business r&b was not a billion dollar business hip-hop was not a billion dollar business Mm -hmm. there's money to be made so you're gonna get this template this is true so Uh, so stay tuned for the encore coming soon i can't wait for that actually uh just to see all these girls and uh just to have them showcase their talent i i don't think there's a greater platform than what they're doing right now uh it'll be interesting to see if they do like a male spin off of it I would be interested, too, <laughs> if you could grab a bunch of random artists just from 2000s, you know, throw Bobby V in there with a couple of the dudes from Day 26, dig up um, Adrian Marcel, just like put them all in a blender and see what's going on. But right now, I want to see how the ladies do, and I want to yep. see, you know, the product of the music that we get. It should be interesting. I know it'll be entertaining. Yes. No question. We shall see. Um. Let's quickly go into our chicken intermission here, Ed. Oh, yes. It's been a long time since we talked about chicken. 
Well, I dug this up and I thought it was, well, there's two pieces of uh, information here. And how I normally dig up information for this conversation is I just go on Google and I type in McDonald's and I click the news section and there's always stuff to talk about with McDonald's. Wait a minute, play it. There's a McDonald's. If you put McDonald's in Google and hit news, there's like news. Yeah, there's news. I didn't know there was enough news coming out of McDonald's. McDonald's. That a tab would come out. Ed, McDonald's is a global company. Someone's complaining about McDonald's at one point or another. Well, that's true. I'm complaining about trap at one point or another. So you're right there. So the first piece of news I have is in the UK, there were four McDonald's distribution centers that were blocked off by vegan activists who pretty much stood outside the building and said, uh, change all of this to plant-based stuff by 2025 or we're not leaving. Ed. Leave McDonald's alone. <sighs> like, here, look, look, y'all, look, look, look. <laughs> I understand. I have lots of friends who are vegan. And, and, you know, shout out to them. I'm not, my wife actually is trying to kind of transition into that right now for health it, reasons. So it's hard. It's hard. It's, it's very hard. Yes. It's very hard. But, if you don't like it, then why don't you just like don't mess with it? Why do you have to go like partition in front of McDonald's? They are not gonna stop because it's a billion dollar business. Yes. I could stand outside of every record label in the world with giant placards that say no more trap. You know what they're gonna do? Make more trap records. You know yep. what I can do for my health? Stop listening to it. So yes. why don't the vegan folks just like, you know, I do. We That's not me. If y'all want to eat it, cool. But I'm not going to raise this ruckus. Now, it, I could see if there was some kind of unfair treatment of animals. If you got animals like shacked up. I just saw the um the Chris Rock Saw movie yep. the other night. So like yep. if you're skinning folks alive, spoiler alert, like that thing. Okay, that's weird. But player, let folks eat. If they want it, let them have it. Yes. Uh, the other piece of McDonald's news is you've had a McFlurry, I'm assuming. Yes, I'm not a big into them, first of all, because the machine always broke. But yes, True. I've had it before. So with the McFlurries, their spoon is like a plastic spoon, but like the top is like a square shaped thing. Yeah. Because they have to like put it in the machine for it to blend. Right. So um, apparently people for years have been complaining about the spoon. Because a lot of them initially thought that it was a straw, so they would try to sip drink out of it until they realized what? it. Yeah. So wait, wait. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Well, a straw. Last time I checked, a straw was a hollow device, a hollow thing that yes. had a opening in it, not a flat thing with a square on the top. What are people doing? See, so, this is why you need <laughs> so they've for years have thought that was a straw and uh, they complained enough to McDonald's that McDonald's said, you know what? And I got to find the date, but apparently McDonald's is going to have a free McFlurry day as an apology to these people. You are going to apologize to people dumb enough that are sucking on spoons because they think it's straws. Yes. I'm vegans. Like I'm more on their side for what was going on there <laughs> than this. Like there's a difference between campaigning for animals and just being idiots. I'm just going to suck on a spoon and get a free ice cream. I'm going to go down to McDonald's with a spoon in my mouth today and be like, can I get a free ice cream? Soon spoon spuckers, 
spoon suckers get free ice cream. I can't even say that three times fast. That's a tongue twister right there, Ed. (laughs) Oh, my God. What is happening in this? What is going on in the world? Yeah. Um, I want to talk quickly about the SWV and Escape Versus. I I assume you watched it. Oh, yeah. I thought that was. I did not watch it because I was out of town. Yeah. I heard all about it. No, I thought it was really cool just to see all the hits that they performed. Um, You know what was crazy? And this makes me believe that people aren't R&B experts like they think they are. But when Candy played Don't Think I'm Not, a lot of people were like, oh, here Candy is playing a solo song that nobody knows. But I'm like, that was a huge song. That was, well... Here's the thing, and we'll, we'll get on this a little bit later on. I was talking to Tom earlier today about like songs that are considered, you know, um, signature songs versus songs that are hit songs. And that was a hit song, but it like came and went kind of fast. Mm. So I can understand why people kind of forget that one. But no, that was a pretty big deal back in 2000 or so. Yeah. So, uh, but I thought it was cool just to see those two groups sing their records um it's actually really cool to see escape together in its full i know um candy doesn't really record with them anymore but it's always good just to see all four of them performing together yeah i i really wish i've talked about this many times here on the podcast and on the soul back uh on in soul and serial cypher and on the site Mm-hmm. I really miss Escape, and I really think that they had so much more to give than what they did give. If you look, I've talked about it before. Like they never fell off. Y'all love to throw that around. They never fell off. Every right. album is great. Every album is four stars. Every album sold well. They retired at the top of the charts. They had more to give, and I hate that we kind of just lost that. And besides Candy's short solo run, we didn't even get much solo stuff from them. So. Anytime I can get more escape, I'm happy. Yeah. And then on the SWV side, when you check out that whole catalog from them, especially when you play it back to back like they did like they did on Versus, they have a lot of hits. Oh my gosh. They are unbelievable. And this is why I like Versus, because this is an opportunity for those artists that y'all love to throw stones at until it's time to make your RIP pose. Mm. This is an opportunity to remember how great they were. SWV was one of the biggest ever in their era. Now, I just said, because we just had a head-to-head on the site with my man, Dylan. Shout out to him. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're the biggest girl group of the 90s i think tlc kind of eclipsed them destiny's child's legacy has gotten really big because of beyonce and other stuff in vogue you might put over them when it comes to sales and other things like that but song for song song for song they ain't nobody messing with swv they had an incredible run through the 90s again wish they did a little bit more coco tried her solo thing which i really really like yeah but it didn't really work out. And then their comeback stuff was just as good as their early stuff. Yep. Incredible, talented sisters. I love them to death. So anytime we can celebrate them, I'm down. Yeah, because the album, that their comeback album, the one with Cosign on the album, that's, that album was really good. It's very good. And people didn't really like the other one that came after. Well, I wouldn't say they didn't like it. They were kind of dismissive of it. But that album was good to me, too. I thought that album was good. It was yeah. a little forgettable, but Technically, it was great. Yep. Yeah, because on the comeback album, it was called I Missed Us, I think. The title track samples yep. 
Zelda. Did you know that? Yes. Yes. And you know, I know that. <laughs> I love that song and I still play. It's one of their better songs. Yes. If you can sample Zelda and get away with it, I'm all for when it. When I first heard it, I was like Googling everywhere because I was like, this, I know this is a video game. I couldn't figure it out. And I eventually figured out, yes, it was Zelda. Because I'm trying to think what other R&B songs have sampled video games. Like, I'm pretty sure Icebox samples something. I want to say it's I, like, there's, yeah. There's a lot of rap songs that sample um, regular songs. I mean, video game songs. But it's hard to pinpoint R&B because a lot of times they will sample it and it's not credited. Because I swear, I will go down in my grave and say it, 50 cents candy shop. Uh-uh, you stole that from Final Fantasy. I know it, I know it, I know it. Final Fantasy? It, Which one? Yes, he did. Um, The level where... Oh my gosh, where are my gamers at? The level where you're <laughs> with like the little caveman boy, and he has like an island, mm. and he's like wandering around on the island. I think it's called like the Veld or something. Y'all go to the candy shop instrumental... Then go to Final Fantasy 3, well, 6, and I think it's called The Veiled, and listen to those two beats back to back. It's All the right. same beat. Interesting. They stole it. I Interesting. promise. Yeah, because I think Icebox is from like Chrono Trigger as well. So, it's yes, actually, I've heard that. It's pretty cool to see. Um, so, yeah, it, uh, like I said, SWV, a lot of hits, and it was just awesome to see them together singing these records. So, I think that was a successful versus, but Ed, can I go on my, I, I can't really say old man rant because you're the old one. Medium man, man rant? Is that, is that? Oh, what medium man? <laughs> oh God, go ahead, player. Can we stop pushing for a Jodeci versus Drew Hill versus, and can we stop pushing for a new edition versus Boys to Ben versus? Like one influence the other. It's weird to pair them together. Like I want a Jodeci and Boys to Men thing. People don't understand how verses work. And that is what I've understood. Because I've seen mm -hmm. stuff that's like, I want a Jasmine Sullivan versus Kiki versus. That verse is going to be three minutes. Like, mm. verses is hit song versus hit song, peer versus peer. Like, yeah. that's what it is. Escape and SWV. These were two groups that came out at the same time. We compared the two. That's yes. a good battle. Destiny's Child versus TLC ain't going to work because one was influenced from the other and it's two different generations yeah. and that's not going to work. It's like when people are like, I want to see Jay-Z and Drake. Why? That's two different generations. It's not yeah. going to work. So yes, I want to see Boys to Men versus Jodeci because they Simple. were compared and they came out during the same, their heyday was in the same era. Yeah, that works. Drew Hill versus Jodeci don't work because Jodeci was winding down when Drew Hill was picking up. Yeah, not the same generation. People be getting this versus thing all screwed up. So yeah, no Usher and Chris Brown, please. We can. Oh have my gosh, don't get me started on that. <laughs> please I, don't get me started on that. I swear, I see that on my social media feed like every other day. But then what kills me. And here's the telling part is when Buster Rhymes challenged T.I. and T.I. ran for the hills, all T.I. saying, oh, we can't do that. That's two different generations. So why is that a generational problem? But y'all mm -hmm. want to see Usher and Chris Brown so bad. Yes. No, not the same. That's Chris Brown and Trey songs. If you want to do that, 
Yeah. Okay. Trey gonna get annihilated, but okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Usher and Chris Brown don't make sense. No, it does not. Um now, Ed, you brought up something really interesting earlier. Uh it was a conversation we had with Tom just about an artist and their signature songs. And this this conversation uh originally started on the cipher when somebody asked, What is Chris Brown's signature song? I think it was your guy Emmanuel who brought this question up, but I could be wrong. I can't remember if it was Emmanuel or DeBrown. Shout out to both of them. See, this is what y'all miss out on when you're not in the cypher on Facebook. <laughs> you got to go there because it's just combo all the time. One of the two started it, but then the other one took off with it. But yeah. they just started asking who was such and such's signature song. And this has been a debate that's been going on all week long. Someone will drop an artist's name in yeah. and then we'll go back and forth on signature song. Now, I will say before we get started, Again, I think people need to understand what a signature song is. Signature song is not your favorite song because some songs y'all be picking I ain't never heard of. So like random album cut is not a signature song. A signature song is the one song that is most identifiable with that artist. And sometimes, like I said with Candy, it might not even be your biggest hit because mm -hmm. sometimes stuff hits, especially in 2021, and it doesn't last or it does not doesn't resound. So, yes, the song that is most recognizable when you hear an artist's name. And I think the other thing is artists can have hits in multiple decades. So then it becomes a generational thing, which makes it tough to even really decide on what the signature record is. So I'm going to name a couple here, Ed, and we're going to definitely try to brainstorm on this together and figure it out and come okay, up with this a is cool. With a definitive definitive answer. And for um, those we'll, who are watching along live, y'all drop yours in the comments too. Yes. Um, well, let's start off with Chris Brown. Because this is a man that has had so much success. He continues to build and create smash hits. Recently went number one with Go Crazy with Young Thugga Thug. Um, what is Ugh. his signature record? Because you got to look. He had that early phase of his career. Um, and he had those huge hits. And then he had that like midsection where he becomes the bad boy of R&B and his sound changes. I think it's more hip hop driven. Uh, and now you're at that phase where I think he's a little older um, and doing a lot more collaborations, but still able to hit the top of the charts. Like No Guidance and Go Crazy are two of his biggest hits ever. And mm -hmm. that was just recent. So. I'm going to name a couple of records that I think are in contention for signature record. And okay. you tell me which one it should be. So I would right. say Run It, his his debut single. Forever, that I think it was Bubblicious. I, I forget which bubblegum company he was uh, <laughs> doing commercials for. I think it was Hubba, but I don't know what it was anymore. Uh, With You could be in that conversation. But then once you get later into his career, I would say deuces. Look at me now. These hoes ain't loyal. And no guidance. Those are the ones that come to mind for me. I don't know if I'm missing any, but of those, Ed, what is Breezy's signature song? And I'm sure we will get a thousand people pushing back because, as you said, these conversations are generational. So yeah. it depends when you came on. To me, when I think of Chris Brown... I think of his best days. So to me, it would be, personally speaking, it would be Run It or Yo, because yeah. that's when I think of best Chris Brown. However, that is not his signature because 
he has moved so far beyond that sound. Yeah. When the normal person thinks of Chris Brown, they don't think of 106 in part Chris Brown from 2005. Right. They think of bad boy, tatted up, half rapping Chris Brown. So in that case, to me, it's probably loyal or look at me now because that is kind of the middle part of his kind of career. Yeah. So to me, it's something in that. That he was a that one came up in the cipher, and I was going back and forth. That's a very tough one. Yeah, I think loyal will look at me now. That's the one that best identifies him as an artist. Yeah, because Chris is a weird one. We watched him grow up from a teenager into adulthood. He's in his thirties now. Um, the first half of his career, you would probably say, is forever, because that was such a huge pop hit. But Mm-hmm. Run it was huge as well, but I'm with you. I think Loyal is his signature record. I, I don't think you can go um, to a concert and not hear that. And if you don't hear that, I'm pretty sure a lot of his fans would be pissed. I think that's the one that he has to play at this point. Right. I think that my generation want to hear Yo, but I mean, you know, shout out to vocals in the chat. He was like five years old then. Like, look, nobody's going to remember that. When you think of Chris Brown, you don't think of that fresh-faced dude that's like doing all those dances around the girl and acting like, yo, like, no. You think <laughs> of the tatted-up dude that's like half-rapping his verses. That's yes. why I give it loyal. Yeah, okay. Uh, the next one I have in mind is Mary J. Blige. I just posted it on Twitter, and uh, I haven't looked at the results in the last bit, but... I think I have a general idea on where where people were voting. So I'm going to name a couple of records here and you tell me what is the signature record. Real Love, Not Gonna Cry, Family Affair, or Be Without You. Am I missing any, first of all? No, those are actually the four that I would put at the top. And it might be a point where some artists have more than one. Because for me, it's Real Love. Because Mm -hmm. I was... I remember the first time I saw that video in my living room with my friend and I was blown away. And to me, when I think of Mary, I think of that song. But if you started listening to R&B in 2004 or five, it's going to be Be Without You because that was her big hit for that era. So but then you could say Not Gonna Cry is like this big womanhood anthem. So that could be one. I'm going to go with Real Love, but that's another one that's really generational. I'm also going to go with Real Love, but that Hateration song might make it too. That Hateration was my number two when we talked about yeah, it. Yeah, that, that, that is a sleeper because that was a huge song. Uh, it still lives on today because of the memes. I, It's close, Ed. It's close. It's close, but uh, I'm also not a big fan of that song, as is well documented. But that is a song that when you think of Mary J. Blige, you think of her and you think of her doing her weird marionette puppet dance so <laughs> it could be either one you were not at the dancery no i was sipping the hateration with the holleration or whatever mesh y'all made <laughs> all right uh mariah carey again another oh. one that has had huge hits over multiple generations um oh. still hitting number one today so we have hero always be my baby the Christmas song, We Belong Together, and uh, what's our lead single again? The one that came out, I can hear it. 
first oh vision of love there you go for for again a generation for a long time it was vision of love like if my wife was here she'd be like vision of love because like if you came up on classic mariah that's the mariah you remember yeah but then again we've got the the what you call them the lambs or whatever this area is they're gonna easily say that it's to join off of Mimi. To me, I think it's the Christmas song because that song is just so undeniably Mariah. Yeah. That's my thing. Mine would probably be Hero because that is a huge. I, and it's hard to argue it. Yeah. Well, the thing with Hero is that like it was so huge. It was one of those songs I got absolutely sick of. Yeah. Actually, I get sick of all of Mariah's hits because they become <laughs> just so inescapable. Yeah. But that one has really like. It's weird. It's almost like people forget about it. I'm like, you definitely weren't in the you weren't in the gym balling with us when yep. Hero was playing. Cause that thing, <laughs> you could go, you would step outside, you would hear a car drive by playing Hero within 15 minutes. Like that's just how it was. Yeah. So I, I can't hate on you for that, but I gotta go with the Christmas song. The Christmas song has uh has risen in popularity year after year. And it continues to get bigger and bigger. It's become a staple in just holiday music and, and all the playlists. So I wouldn't say you're wrong if if the Christmas record is is her signature. Yeah, I feel like it's a little bit of a cheat because like, oh, we're doing holiday songs. But again, when you think of Mariah Carey, and again, not just like super duper Mariah Carey stands, but like the normal everyday person. If you name, you say, hey, person, Hey, mail person is putting mail in my mailbox right now as we speak. Yeah. Name a Mariah Carey song. They probably will say the Christmas joint. Mm-hmm. So there you go. All right. What's your signature song to me? Um, uh, I've got a couple more here. Uh, the man we're not allowed to talk about. Oh no, we're gonna get canceled either way. Yeah, I think this is actually a really this is again a generational one, and the thing is he has so many hits that, I mean. I think Bump and Grind is probably the right pick, but he has so many others that you could put in contention. For me, when it comes to these kind of generational, kind of trying to get away from generational lines, when I think of the signature, what's the first song that comes to my mind? Not my favorite, but the first song that comes to my mind is synonymous with that artist. That Raggedy Ignition remix got to be <laughs> high on the list. That's the first thing that came to mind. Yeah, I'm with you. But you could also say the Space Jam record. I believe I can fly. Oh, yeah, that's you can make a strong argument for that. You could yeah. definitely make a strong argument for that one. And you could technically between those two, you could technically go with Trapped in the Closet just for how different that song. Oh, is. my God. No, we're not going there like that. I still contend the first Trapped in the Closet was brilliant. It was so good. Everything after number one, throw it in the trash. Then the <laughs> aliens start coming. Yeah, it's all about aliens. Stop. I think so. Yes. Ugh. Uh, I'll, I'll give out a couple more names here. Again, people that have had huge impact impact over the last two decades. Uh, Usher, I think, yeah, is the general consensus. And even though he has bigger hits, better hits. I think it's hard to argue against yeah just because of how groundbreaking it was it's hard to argue against it again it's funny all of these signature songs are songs i don't like because they're songs that again are so played out 
but that's why they're signature songs. So if you're like, oh, I don't like that song, they play it too much. That's probably the signature song. So mm. yeah, that's one of my least favorite Usher songs, but you're probably right. Yes. Um, Brandy. Hmm. I mean, the boy is mine is probably. It's a it's no gotta brainer. Be the boy's mine. I think yeah, it's a no it's brainer. Gotta be the boy's mine. Yeah. I was, I was, cause that was again the first thing that came to my mind, but I was kind of thinking of the other singles. Yeah. Gotta be boy is mine. Yeah. What about? Cause I think Monica would be the same thing. Yeah, we talked about Monica in the cipher, and I said that for her. And yeah. people said, um. For you, I will, and don't take it personal. That don't take it personal. It's, Maybe again, that's kind of like one of the more between that and so gone. Like that just oozes Monica. Like it's just her persona and personality. Yeah. But again, Joe Blow on the street probably gonna remember Boy's Mind. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'll give you this one, Aaliyah. Okay, now I thought this was a no-brainer, yeah, and everybody disagreed with me. I said one of a million. Everybody was. What did you say? The baby crying song. Are you that somebody? That's what. Yes. Everybody's saying, "Are you that somebody?" To me, I think it's. I still stand by one in a million, but that's the one everyone else is picking. So I concede. Yeah, you're probably all wrong. (laughs) Uh, I'll give you two more here. Uh, Beyonce, and you can include Destiny's Child if you want. Like crazy in love, say my name. It could go either way. Mm-mm. Oh, it's right. It's got to be single ladies player. Got to be that annoying single lady song. I pretend that song doesn't exist, by the way. So do I. Again, the most <laughs> annoying song is almost always the answer. Well, is it? I mean, not that it's not the most annoying. I think it is. But is that the signature song? Because the moment you hear the horns playing in crazy in love oh i well again crazy in love is a big one but mm-hmm. i'm not, not a huge fan personally but yeah it's a big one and it does get you hype and it was her big coming out party and she definitely succeeded but i don't know it doesn't have that widespread appeal that if i had asked somebody in the mall they're probably going to be doing that stupid dance so single ladies for me the halo is pretty big too it is, but I wouldn't put it up there with those two. Okay. And then uh, I think the last one we'll do is Alicia Keys. Hmm. This is sort of a generational one because the reason why I say that is because her debut was so memorable. Like the Fallen yep. video was, that was a moment. It but was. No one was such a huge hit. I actually don't like no one. I liked it for like the first three times I played it and then it just got on me. And I was just like, I don't like this song. So I'm going to go with Fallen actually as her signature. I'm going to go with Fallen, but I will agree that that probably is signature because only be- that, that could be a generational thing. Yeah. Because I remember how huge that was and how groundbreaking it was for R&B at the time. To me, when I think of Alicia, that's the first song I think. I, have, I picture that album cover. So yeah. to me, that's what works for me. I'm with you. I know one. Uh, I didn't even like Fallen. But it seems wow. like everything that's a signature, I'm just kind of in on. Well, Listen, I love I love the albums, but the songs, eh, it was better yeah. stuff on the album. I think an- another one that is interesting, because like I said, typically, and not always, your signature record is one that comes out 
early on in your career and that's what kind of defines you as an artist mm-hmm. but for a group like tlc no scrubs i think is the signature record but you got to think they had so much success prior to that it, it's kind of interesting i mean between that between creep between waterfalls there's a yeah. bunch of stuff you that's can true waterfalls that's actually a big one too i but i might have to say no scrubs because that became i mean it became a pop culture slogan when yeah. you become a thing in the urban dictionary, like, look, that's what it is. So you kind of got to give it to them for that one. But maybe this is a case where you have more than one because it's hard. It feels wrong to not put creep and waterfalls in a combo. Yep. And lastly, Ed, we have to ask then, what is Keith Sweat's signature? Oh my hit? gosh. Yeah. We, Claire, do you have a list? We need to know. Is it nobody? Is it twisted? Is it the right okay. and the wrong way? Again, it's generational because for a generation, it's by far, and Keith will tell you this himself. What's the last song he plays on the show? I Wanna. Like, that was like the defining song for New Jack Swing, mm. like the, his big hit. For a generation, that's it. However, now that we're in the meme era, it's probably nobody. I agree. Because that's the song that has the meme, that has the gift. So it could be either way. It depends on where your your viewpoint is. For me, it's I Warner. And again, not my favorite song, but for younger people, nobody. Yeah. And Twist is in the combo too. Yep. Yep. I agree. And then I just thought of this one and we'll just we'll end it at this after this one. Okay. But Missy Elliott, because I think it's get your freak on. But I could be it's, wrong on that. It's get your well. The song is probably Get Your Freak On. The video is The Rain. So, yeah. like, that's what's... It's hard to kind of reconcile that. To me, I think the song is Get Your Freak On. Yeah. Um, so, I think that concludes our discussion on signature hits. I might be missing a couple of artists, and uh, we can do it next week. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. And, again, check out, if you're here, if you like... Shout out to our boy Darius. You know my boy Darius Laurent, as you call him. Yes. Um, he was on Twitter and he was like, "I can't deal with this cesspool of hating and trolling." So he joined the Soul and Stereo Cipher on Facebook maybe a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, whenever it was, I was out of town, so week before last. And he's like, "These are my people." And I was like, "See, mm. if you love this podcast, that's where you need to be because no trolling, all music, all the time." I don't know about no trolling. I think Cassandra and uh, Amber, they go on a like double team tag team to try to like slander Beyonce for stealing Amory's sound. Like I see that every week on the site. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Yeah, shout out to my people. They are harmless. But yes, this whole, ugh, I'll get into that another time. And look, y'all, I know that Beyonce is very overplayed. I know that her worth is put a little too high. I know the stands are ridiculous, but let's not act like the woman's not talented. She yes. can do it all and for a reason. You can say that you don't like her music and still recognize she's talented. Y'all just be making up reasons. Oh, she can't sing. What? Yeah. She can't sing? Yeah. And L of L Varner on your playlist? Okay. <laughs> all right, Ed. I think that's it for uh, this week. Uh, what's going on with soinstereo.com? Well, listen, players, it's been a long, long time since I've shouted out Soul and Stereo. So check out um, the site and see what you've been missing because it's been a bunch. I've ranked my boy Donnell Jones' discography from mm. bottom to top. 
We got a new review of the J. Cole album, which I actually like. This is the first time I've liked the J. Cole album in a long time. So if you're a joke, J. Cole stan, you can say I can stop being mean to your boy because he did it with that one. I mentioned earlier the head-to-head -head with SWV. We got that up and going. I don't know if I talked about my review with Rochelle Jordan, but nope. we've got the review of Play With The Changes. It's another album I like. That one's up. Talked about TV One's Unsung, how that series is another series I love. And I mentioned 20 artists that we want to see featured on Unsung. Mm. And Unsung actually shouted me out. So if you see some artists next season on my list that suddenly are up there, you know where it came from. And here's the big one, player, the big one. For years, y'all have asked me to rank Prince's discography. Oh, and man. I always said, get out of my face because there are 40 albums. But I finally broke down and ranked Prince's entire discography from bottom to top. Don't say I never did anything for you. You better go read that because I ain't going to do another one that long ever again. Ed, as the people will say on Twitter, you did it for the culture. I did it for the culture. I will die 10 years earlier, but I did it for the culture. Which I still don't know what that actually means, but it sounds cool. So you did it for the culture. <laughs> yes. Uh, as for myself on, you know, I got so with Tom, uh, I interviewed Mr. Dalvin recently who shared some interesting news. I, I actually asked him about that last Jodeci album. I know a lot of people didn't like it. I think Ed, you were okay with it, but Dalvin pretty much said, uh, yeah, the label pretty much took old material and just created a Jodeci album out of it. So Yikes. that's why it sounds, it sounds the way it does. It wasn't a authentic Jodeci album where they went into the studio and like put something together so that's why it sounds the way it sounds uh doesn't mean it's bad but again that's why it sounds the way it sounds uh Makes I sense. interviewed uh after seven recently they have a new member of the group um so and they have a new album coming out later this year so go check that out and uh yeah that's the only thing I can really think of uh like I said Tom did his state of R&B conversation on Instagram live yesterday i think you can expect more of that coming up from tom and of course we'll also have more podcasts i don't know if we'll do it every week at this point just because there's not much to talk about so just uh keep your instagram and your youtube locked into us and uh we might appear from time to time so ed i think that's it for this week it's been fun and uh we'll talk again soon Yes, it's been far too long. And if you don't already follow the Soul Back podcast on both Instagram and Twitter, that way you can catch up on whatever we've got something new popping. Because it might not be every week until R&B gets back on its feet, at least. Yeah. And, and hit up all those sponsors and let them know that we want in for us. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're oh out of God. here.